0: And today we're going to talk about love bombing, because most of these relationships, that's how it starts in the very beginning. Everything's awesome. You get a presence, you get money, you get gifts, you get clothing, maybe a trip, and it turns into a deceitful web of lies. So, Nurse Survivor, please introduce yourself. Welcome to Vancouver True Crime. It's an honor to have you, and maybe tell a little bit about your background, a little about you, and why you started the... Narciss survivor on instagram
1: hey mark thanks for uh having me on it's it's equally an honor to to be on your pod today i was just having a little chuckle to myself about presents money and gifts those are those are definitely a bonus during the love bombing phase although we'll get into that uh more in depth as we as we go forward it often can be more subtle than that story i've got over 20 years of lived experience with with a narcissist oh my and when you're in it you don't you don't really quite understand what's going on there's there's not really a lot of information that's out there you know especially as you're growing up you know in in high school and that nobody teaches you really much about domestic violence or or narcissistic abuse so you're kind of most people think that if you are being abused it means that physical abuse it's not those other things like sexual abuse real being cheated on verbal abuse gaslighting you know all of those things that aren't physical Mm -hmm. um think you know it's 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 can't be abused because I'm not being hit every day you know it often takes people a really long time to figure out hey this is this is not right. This is, this, something's really wrong here. So that was my story. Um, you know, 20 years with this person and we spent many years in couples counseling, but also very common. Couples counseling is not meant where there is abuse involved. And a lot of therapists really don't they're not really trained in, in narcissism or narcissistic abuse recovery. They don't really know how to qualify or to separate separate people to figure out what's going on. Narcissists will often fool you. You know, fool the therapist. Yes. Right? You end up looking like sort of the the falling apart, messy, crazy one and and they look calm, cool and collected all the time and I hear these stories over and over and over. Many, many people who've had the same experience. how I started. I think the first thing I did was Google: "Am I crazy?" Right? Then, Am
0: I crazy? Right?
1: Right. You You probably heard that before from people.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. For sure.
1: And you know, or what's wrong with me, or or something along those lines that eventually leads you to that word narcissist. Yeah. And. And then the can of worms is open and you go forward from there.
0: And when I started this series and started telling, you know, uh, some of my followers, hey, I'm going to be doing a series about narcissistic abuse and sharing some of my experiences. Almost every single woman who I talked with had an experience or dated someone. Oh, my God, I'm so glad I got out. Couldn't believe it. And they usually, they're, they're usually their longest relationships, which is ironic. It's usually... Because it, it can be very subtle and and they can play really good mind games and they can twist reality. What's up is down and down is up. And and they're very good manipulators. Like when, uh, when I started this series, I added a, a police interrogation of Paul Bernardo. And wow. he is a master sitting there in an interrogation room with seasoned homicide cops. And he has full control of that conversation. He's putting them on the back foot. He's, he's saying you guys are the liars you guys like and he says it with such conviction and 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 if you didn't know who he was and you're watching this you'd think oh cops please leave this guy alone so imagine being in a relationship with one of these guys yeah poor guy like this dragging this nice fella in and wasting his time and 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 that's what they are they're they're the master of manipulations i've worked with them i've had i've had friends that were some and i dated some too and and it's it's not a, a regular toxic relationship. no every relationship could have it can go downhill for a variety of reasons yeah but it's a different level it's a it, and almost if you haven't experienced it you don't understand what it's like and it's ex, as you said extremely subtle it is and what you
1: just descri- I'm going to have to watch that Paul, Paul Bernardo uh, interview. It's it's hard to watch that
0: stuff because of everything that happened. Afterwards. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's monstrous. Absolutely. I have it on my podcast so you can just listen to us. So you don't have to see the creep. <laughs> oh,
1: God, right? It's, I mean, if, think about just that alone. How, what what type of a person can manipulate you into murdering your own sister?
0: Oh, totally. But if you see, then that's why I, f- I feel that that interview is so important that, if he can do that to cops, imagine we can do to to a 17-year-old yeah. girl like he's uh, in a relationship with.
1: What you described with. with the cops, um, just to give people context, because I'm a big fan of information. And once mm-hmm. you have sort of the language to describe things, mm-hmm. you literally describe DARVO. And it, it's an acronym for okay. deny, deny, attack, reverse, victim, and offender. And wow. All, yeah. And it, narcissists always... They play the victim card as oh yeah right. So that's that's what Darvo is. They're they're able to take a situation and literally flip it to make you into the bad guy and and it's Darvo.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He reminded me because you know I have like a corporate sales background. What he remind me of is like being dragged in by the big boss, the CEO, and scream at us for not you know pulling our weight this quarterly. Just this like this the the as i said the conviction like the you know the certainty the 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 weight behind his lies where it's just like you know it's 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 yeah it's i think it defies it the best of what a monster these people can be so why don't you describe maybe some of the tactics that like the love bombing tactics what are some of the things that one can use as a love bomber
1: well um as you mentioned if we're lucky um, we get presents, money, gifts, trips, vacations it's on the you know, on the higher end. Mm-hmm. But what's often more common with love bombing is it is more subtle than that. It's mm-hmm. It's often just um, extreme attention, right. If we're a little bit if we're a little bit see, not in such a great place, a little bit of attention deficit in our lives, so to speak, and someone comes along and fills fills that void. It feels great. Someone who right. texts back real fast. Somebody who has time for you, who calls, who says, "Oh, good morning, beautiful," or right. you know, texts you throughout the day, just giving you that constant dose of affection that maybe you've been lacking for whatever reason. You've been single for a while, or you know, what have you. It it can start as simply as that, and and that becomes very comforting that you're gonna you can rely on for a little bit of you know feel good during the day. It can be things like that. It can be once you start to it's it's a bit of a scale. So once you start to go up up on that scale, if somebody is telling you that they love you mm-hmm. within a week of meeting you. Or you're not like other women I've dated. You're different. You're special. You're you're my soulmate. That's if if anyone tells you within a short period of time of meeting them that you are their soulmate, literally run in the other direction single time. Every single time. I'll lay money on that. Right? It's this has been called love bombing is also also described as the love. The soulmate scam sorry convince you that you are the one and they're trying to do that quickly so that you can fall in love with them and then they can start abusing you after that or using you or financially abusing you or whatever they have sort of targeted
0: yeah that totally makes sense because like yeah nick you know we associate maybe just being like lavish presents and you know, dinners and stuff, but you, you're right. It goes more than that. It's that emotionality. It's like, imagine that this, if you dated someone beforehand, that was an avoidant, didn't really pay you much compliments, uh, you know, you know, didn't really go out of their way to make you feel good. Then all of a sudden, you know, Prince Charming comes along and you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Can't spend any time away from you. And you're, you're my soulmate. I've been looking for you all my life. That could be quite powerful, especially if that's something lacking in your life.
1: And it's also powerful because it's a real social narrative. I mean, with Cinderella, right? Like, what what fairy tale have we not all learned since early childhood that there really is a prince charming and a white yeah. picket fence and blah blah blah? It's very much social conditioning, so that yeah, that's back, true, right? That there is going to be a prince charming at the end.
0: That movie again, it's uh, Richard Gere and oh god pretty woman yes pretty woman i you know it's funny i'll ask almost every woman sorry what's your favorite movie and she always comes up and that's kind of pretty much it she's you know she's a prostitute and all of a sudden this prince charming handsome in a limousine and now she's a millionaire's wife right
1: notice my heavy sigh i and I hate that movie for for many other reasons. I you know, I really see um somebody that's that's being victimized, yes, be victimized just in a socially acceptable way,
0: yes, yeah, the movie is a little disturbing, but i I swear though, I'll ask a lot of women like, what's your favorite movie of all time? And that movie usually comes up.
1: It's not wrong to want help. It's not wrong to want somebody to help you and to be there for you help you out of out of a bad situation or a bad feeling being wanting to be close to someone is a normal human desire
0: Of course absolutely
1: right but but the rescuer thing is what what gets most of us into trouble
0: Let me ask you a question then so what's the difference between like traditional dating where someone's courting you know, in, in my case, a man or woman, right? So, like, a, a dude trying to re, re, a court his, the girl of his dreams to a love bomber.
1: Um, well, I think dating, um, do people even call it that anymore? I
0: don't know. Yeah, but... I don't know. Hook it up or I don't know. But, right? you know, again, if a guy's sincere, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Like, when I was looking about Young and Dumber. Sometimes I would go a little overboard if I was really smitten with a woman, especially if she was a lot older than me. Like when I was like twenty five, I dated a woman that was thirty five, and I just thought she she walked on water, you know. And I went, you know, again, I'm trying to impress her. I'm, you know, but at the time, I'm dumb. I don't know what I'm doing, so I think this is what she she wants. That's horrible. By the way. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, so trying to impress someone. It's what you're asking. What's the difference between trying to impress someone and love bombing someone? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's intention, you right. know, and you don't know another person's intention. You can only see what they're doing. Right. So, for example, I mean, I'm sure you didn't tell her you loved her within a week. No, no. Right? Like no. things that are reasonable, not things that we've learned on 1-800 psychic hotline or whatever you know like like yeah. your twin flame or something and you're supposed to fall in love quickly and this and that and the other thing which is a bs and again red flags for that but somebody that you're dating like building intimacy takes time right right like getting to know someone means getting to know them it means getting to know about them really know about them about their life what do they do what do they like are you guys compatible i i say that to my grown kids now like dating is to get to know somebody it's to get to know somebody whether they are for you or not and that's a process that really you cannot rush you can't don't know something you might feel something for somebody in a week but you can't know them. You can't know about them, about their history, their family, where they come from. That takes time. And I, and again, I uh, another thing I got to say with that is um, oversharing, ladies, don't do it. That is not intimacy. Oh, telling about your past traumas and hurt and this guy cheated on you and and this and that, that is not the same as creating intimacy over time. Intimacy has to be earned right by trusting the person over sharing your personal information because i don't even know why people do it to be honest i think i think a lot of people think that they have to share things right away so that the other person can know them but some things you you just don't you don't share right away it's kind of it can sometimes put a target on your back
0: What would you You say in the love bombing phase that some of the red flags you said saying they love you right away over, over affection? What are some other ones that you can think of that that would should jump out as like, whoa, there's something, something's off here?
1: I'm going to say oversharing. And that, that if you're oversharing or if they are oversharing, because narcissists and predators like this often will share sort of a like a tragic or a Uh. heartbreaking story like oh you know my my mom was an alcoholic or whatever the case may be you know i i grew up rough my i was in foster care and all of that stuff might be true Mm -hmm. but again sometimes that's used as a hook hook you in the heart emotionally and that helps you to 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 feel empathy for that person and empathy is the gateway to loving that person.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so like a, tra- a tragic story and back to playing the victim. And again, you yeah. know, everyone has a, everyone has a story and, and you know, at the right time, it's appropriate to, I guess, to share your background and the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, but yeah. what you're saying, it's done pretty quickly up front. You're my soulmate. I love you. I'm a victim. I've been through so much hell. Uh, you know and and digging into your past to use to exploit you uh how about really possessiveness in the early stages
1: i i was going to say that's kind of rare but it it isn't it isn't like sometimes you think when somebody is a little possessive or jealous it's kind of attractive and it means that they really like you but you really have to sort of think to yourself gosh this person is really like this already and mentioning things and doesn't want me to do this or that or only wants to spend time with me doesn't want me to go out this can be a slippery slope to controlling you right yeah you know isolation to, to
0: isolation
1: you yeah yeah they isolate you from your friends your family etc under the guise of I love you so much. I just want to spend time with you.
0: Yeah, that just makes sense. you
1: baby, just me and you.
0: How about like uh, uh signs of substance abuse and is that usually an indicator or is that just across the board bad? <laughs> I'm just talking um, about a narcissist that's love bomber, yeah.
1: Just that one if you know what like Sobriety does not cure narcissism, so it's no. it's a it's a dual. You're talking about a dual problem in that case. If right. if someone is is a narcissist and has a substance abuse problem, got a double negative going on there.
0: When I cross paths with narcissists, you know, in different situations, they seem to usually have some kind of vice: gambling, drugs, sex yeah, addiction, sure. or yeah. as sometimes all of them or in alcoholism.
1: It's funny you mentioned sex addiction because that's um that's just another word for a somatic narcissist. I don't mm-hmm. buy the whole sex sex addict thing. It's literally a somatic narcissist, which means a highly sexualized. They are addicted to sex, but they use people as their supply
0: just as a right. cry get and it. And it seems to the biggest thing, though. Ultimately, they they seem to want to possess people, and control them, and that seems to be the drive. In in my opinion, would you agree with that, or is I or is there more to it than that?
1: Abuse is all about power and control. And at right. the end of the day, if you're a, and a, just a regular old run of the mill abuser or a narcissist, your your goal is really the same: to 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 use people how you want.
0: So let's talk about what love bombing does to a person like the, you know, the emotional abuse side of it. Like, why is it dangerous? Why should not, why should a person not want to be love bombed?
1: I say this all the time. I post on it all the time. Love bombing has one purpose. And the purpose is to have you blow by your red flags.
0: Ah, that's interesting.
1: The only purpose for it. It's, it's meant to have you like what's bombing? think about it like you're just yeah. targeting something over and over boom, boom boom right until that thing breaks or cracks or gives up or whatever right So love yeah mean to have you fall in love quick
0: right right yeah yeah, not totally
1: right and it's to hook you trick you trap you into falling in love with that person so they can start whatever shit they have planned for you so that can start sooner rather than later the second part of that is because um a narcissist i mean it's just a mask that they wear right they're just right. they are so they can all they can't sustain that mask over a long period of time
0: yeah, they build, like, a character, almost like a composite, almost.
1: Yeah. So you see the problem. If if it takes you a long time to fall in love with them, the cracks are going to start to show. Well, they love quick. You're already in love with them, and then the mask can drop. I,
0: I see, you know, again, and this is a tactic that's used beside, I guess, maybe they could be narcissists, too, but I'm talking more on the criminal side of things. You talk about these people that do romance scams, uh, human traffickers uh pimps i i watch i watch a lot of these interviews he's quite a fascinating person he has a pretty successful youtube channel he's a world class photographer and he interviews anybody on the skid row of los angeles so he has everything from crackheads prostitutes pimps and he lets them tell their story the 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 channel's called soft white underbelly, underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. And the pimp ones fascinate me because, again, the whole mind control they have over these women and stuff and working in nightclubs and stuff. I've seen them operate and it's almost like it blows your mind that they seem to have the they're, they're almost like like slaves in a way. It's kind of it's bizarre. Are. Are. Yeah. And I'm sure it starts off with, you know, love bombing and, you know, enticing them with, you know, the whole money and the, all the things are going to be they're going to be getting out of this relationship. And next thing you know, they're literally selling themselves.
1: I mean, love bombing is really another word for grooming.
0: Yes. And, and cults too.
1: It's the boyfriend scam, right? Yes, they pretend it's yes. your boyfriend. And in those cases, I mean, that's more what you're talking about when it's, you know, young girls and that, and they're impressed with money, gifts, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that.
0: Right. And... Yes.
1: Right. And that's how that's how they fall in. Uh, fall into it. And then they fall in love with these guys and then slowly, you know, their boundaries are pushed or, or most of the time they don't even have a choice at that point. They're just thrown into it and and threatened with severe violence if they leave. And and at the end of the day, many, many abuse survivors, it's just the same thing. They're threatened with abuse. It just takes longer to get to that
0: point. So back to the the love bombing. If someone is in a relationship and now, you know, they're they're past that love bombing phase, things are getting abusive. What are what are signs or what are things that they should do to to get out of this relationship?
1: That's a tough one because like we said at the beginning, it's you know, we're not taught about all these different subtle forms of abuse you know and and a common one is actually financial abuse right
0: yes yes
1: I, you know if if you're dating a guy and he has to move in with you or or use your car or your credit cards or or you have to pay for dinner or whatever all the time you, you got to think hey you know what am i what am i doing here what's what's happening and and financial scams <clears throat> are more common than you even think you know right um women just giving these guys whatever they want basically financially if if they if they can afford it and sometimes when they can't so recognizing um educating yourself recognizing what are the signs of abuse other than physical abuse and there's a lot of them
0: talk a lot about in this podcast series like about emotional abuse what it does the the impact it does and it's not as clear of course someone slaps you whoa right they crossed the yeah. line it's pretty clear cut i don't want them hitting me again i'm not you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stand from this but if they're slapping you with their words you know you're yeah. dumb you're stupid oh my god you slept with 50 people before me why shouldn't I even be dating you you know like there's like the, you know, little stinging remarks that just break your self-esteem down right it, you know, it can have an impact a lot longer than that. The 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 slap on the face can. You know, of course, hitting is terrible. I would never hit a person, but those words, you know, bury into that person's skull and makes them think it over and over. Am I stupid? Am I? You know, they probably are for dating that person. But again, you know, it breaks them down. It breaks down their whole worldview of who they are, and 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 that's how they ultimately get control over someone.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because the verbal and emotional abuse mental abuse it's 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 almost worse because by the time you you do realize that you know god this has gone so far sideways how do I get out of here you your self esteem is so broken down yes that it's so, so, so much harder to leave after that, you know, and it does. It starts with those subtle little jokes like, oh, those pants are a bit tighter and, and you know, than they were last time you wore them to, oh, wow, you're a fat pig. Yeah. Uh, nobody else is going to want you. You're lucky you have me, you know, and it just, it just gets worse and worse over time. And that's, it's really important for people to know. That once it starts, abuse gets worse over time. It it just never gets better.
0: No, no. In my situations and stuff, I've never. Yeah, I've never seen it get better. But that, but that's the mind trick. Going from the beginning of this conversation, in the beginning, this person is so attentive. They're they're your soulmate. There, you you don't want to spend a moment away from them. They 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 care about you. They love you and all that kind of stuff. And then now, this person that had so much affection for you is the opposite. It's the opposite mirror. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're you're fat. You're ugly. You, you know. It's like, oh my God, how could this person who care, saw so much good in me now hates me? I must have done something really yeah. terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what did, did I, I do? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? And it often turns into that. It that your your focus almost switches from you know how do I get out of it to how can I do better? And you find yourself trying to do better, you know, like dress better, lose weight, get your hair done, look good, you know, clean the house, whatever it is, whatever, the, do stuff in bed that you don't want to do. That's right. a big one. Big, big, big yeah. sexual abuse. Big one. Um, you know, having your boundaries pushed in that. You just try hard to please that person so that the person that you met in the beginning, comes back but what you don't realize until it's too late is the person that's love bombing you in the beginning that person does not exist
0: that person was a composite it was designed by them analyzing you and thinking oh what would this person like a prince charming would they like this person you know what i mean like like you're saying it's that person doesn't exist and it's usually created out of the person that they think that you're gonna want
1: mirroring they're
0: yeah mirroring
1: wants yes and that's why once we get down this road and learn words like this, like mirroring and love bombing and, you know, all these different terms for things, emotional abuse, then you can start to say, oh, my God, you know, that happened to me.
0: Yeah, I recognize it.
1: I recognize that. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: just from my platform, talking to women like, hey, I'm going to be doing this. All Every single woman that I talked to about this had a story, had a story about oh, he was so amazing at first, and then all of a sudden just slowly just turned into a devil. Yeah. You yeah. know, is that they seem to be the master of what I call the gray zone abuse. It chronic abuse, but it never really sometimes crosses the legal threshold of what society says abuse is. 100%. So they complain about it. They make police reports. Oh, well, he doesn't hit you. He doesn't hit you. Yeah, but he torments you every second of the day and makes your life yeah. a living hell. And now you have psoriasis, you have stomach issues, you have, yeah. you, you know, you've gained weight, you lost weight. You you lost who you are because of this constant drip of abuse. And it says, well, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. That's
1: by a thousand cuts.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You just, you just end up a shell of, of who you were before and this person just moves on to the next person and the next person and the next person
0: say okay you get out of this abusive relationship and what are some uh, effective therapies that would help a person get over this type of relationship
1: that's complex and i just did a series of posts about talk therapy um mm-hmm. which is not effective uh, th- this is a bit of a big topic um talk top therapy is not the best treatment for narcissistic abuse recovery um we can't talk our way into understanding what abuse is that mm-hmm. it needs to come from an outside source and talk therapy is basically just you talking about you know your feelings what happened etc and you can literally spend years doing that without having any information or feedback really come back to you so but the problem the problem with that too is that many you know mostly women who seek therapy uh, don't realize that they've been with a person like this or that what they experienced was abuse so the biggest and most helpful thing that you can do is literally educate yourself like i I, you know, am I crazy? Even if you start with that, you pull the thread and Mm -hmm. and many threads follow. So if you don't even understand that that you've been abused, find out what abuse is, what constitutes abuse. Google that. What constitutes abuse? What is the cycle of abuse? What is power and control? What is coercive control? What does narcissistic abuse look like? And for you to start putting those those puzzle pieces um, into place, there's a really, really good resource. It's called uh, the Power and Control Wheel. Okay. And you can Google that and it'll come up. And there's uh, a corresponding one that's called the Wheel of Equity. And it basically shows you what, what abuse is, mm-hmm. sexual, financial, emotional, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about. But it also um, has a corresponding wheel of equity that shows you what a healthy re- relationship should look like. So power and control wheel Duluth model, it's called.
0: Okay. Let well, you talk a little bit about coercive control, what the, exactly that is for the audience who may not understand what that term means.
1: Coercive control is kind of what you were mentioning um, before. Like the stuff that's not really illegal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But where you don't feel safe to say no necessarily. That secret sort of way, like, if you don't do so-and-so, then I'm going to give you the silent treatment for three weeks.
0: Right, 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 right. So it's
1: the way, I mean, you have a choice not to do the thing or to do the thing, Mm -hmm. but choice is not going to go well for you. So it's
0: right. They're going to pay for it.
1: You will pay.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Right? So coercive control is basically makes you afraid to say no.
0: So, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of friends. We're going to be playing poker night. you are going to make sandwiches. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, fine. You don't have to do it. Fine, fine. I'll tell them all to stay home. And then Nikki said uh, pouty silent treatment or... <laughs> Yeah, like it's like, yeah, you have a choice, but yeah, you'll pay for it. Yeah, you'll pay, you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. You,
1: you have a choice, but you don't really have a choice if you want to have a pleasant couple of weeks type of thing and really part of the cycle of abuse. And for those that don't know what the cycle of abuse is, it's it literally starts with love bombing and then it moves into that period where you kind of get that weird vibe that something bad is going to happen.
0: Right, right. Your spider senses are going yeah. off.
1: Spidey senses tingling. And then it goes into the incident or the explosion, whatever that looks like. Um, and then it takes the form of silent treatment or ghosting. Sometimes they disappear for weeks at a time, days, hours. You know, where did they go? And you're feeling like shit by this point in time and then they come back and the love bombing starts all over again and you're like, oh, relief and oh my God, they're back and it's going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. And you can literally spend years and years and years locked in this cycle without really understanding that's what you're experiencing. You know, that's that's what brings flowers and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, Uh, sounds like pure hell.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's and it's not always hell or we wouldn't stay. Right. But. Right. Right. Oh my God, you know, he seems so sorry. He's crying. He brought me flowers. This time it's going to be different and. It's never different.
0: Talked about in the very beginning, the the silver tongue devils they can be, you know, like yeah. the the power of manipulation, like. Um, I can't emphasize that you know this ability you know I have a sales background I've been around some pretty silver tongued devils there's I've definitely worked with some narcissists that just blur you know ethical and moral lines they may get caught doing something and they and even had friends they can talk their way at anything they can talk circles around you they and then if especially like you're saying if they have practice and this is their craft you know this is their you know something that they've honed for many years before you met them. And, and they've already probably been through these cycles before. And, and sometimes previous relationships were literally test runs. So they really perfect it. And, and, and you know, that's why I really believe this uh, series is important. And again, because many women and some men I've talked to who've been in the cycle of abuse, I kind of experienced it. I didn't experience for a very long time, but for a couple of years. But I feel in my case, um, with my wife who passed away, She had a stroke in 2019, and it really changed her behavior. But she did have underlying issues, and she got diagnosed with adult autism at 37. And and part of it, uh, talking to a psychiatrist after who did diagnose her, a lot of women who have autism also have exhibit borderline personality disorder. And with the stress, not taking care of her health, all these other stressor factors, oh, she became extremely borderline. So it was these really wild pendulum swings I've never seen before. And because in the first half of the relationship, there was none of this. So it wasn't like the cycle, like the classic cycle of love bombing, red flags and this. She was relatively calm and cool. For the first five years and then the, her her decline of her health seemed to exasperate this underlying behavior and then the last two years of our relationship was pure health this real pendulum swing so it could I guess it could, every case it manifests differently but classically it seems like this cycle that you're talking about is like this damaged person that learns to disguise themselves and then they're they're out to hurt and out to abuse and and look for the perfect victim that they can apply their craft to you know which is yeah it's evil
1: as i like to say you know not all abusers are narcissists but all narcissists are abusers whether the person that you're with is a narcissist or not if they are abusing you that's a problem
0: oh for sure absolutely In, in any form you know financially emotionally and and physically or sexually absolutely because a lot of people like you said don't recognize it or they'll make excuses for them oh you know he's very stressed out with work he has a lot of, yeah i've seen that i remember seeing this a lot when i was growing up with uh, some of my friends parents you know the the. In some case, it was a mom. In other case, it was a dad. Just just a tyrant. Just an absolute tyrant. And everyone would be everyone's happy, and then the mom or dad comes home. Now everyone's walking on eggshells yeah. <laughs> when they arrive. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the and then the other person's making excuses from oh they're just tired from work. They have a lot of responsibilities, or this or that, and and then it goes on and on, right? And then the kids are damaged and you know it's yeah it's it's sad it's really it's
1: very damaging for kids children who witness abuse they are they're not just witnessing it they are experiencing abuse themselves and for dudes that are abusing their their partners in front of their kids oh um, yeah if you can't stop for your wife stop for your
0: kids you know totally totally well that's a sign
1: right Look back on your own childhood and see how you grew up, and and chances are pretty good that you saw some of that growing up. That's literally how abuse becomes generational.
0: Oh, totally, absolutely. They are taught it, and it messes them up. I I've noticed too with narcissists as well is they don't have any problems of using their kids as pawns.
1: They don't. No.
0: And that 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 is what's the most sickening. You know that that that's the I think the most sickening of the whole thing.
1: They they don't love anyone. Narcissists don't love anyone, including their own children.
0: I heard something interesting, and it's just, uh, you know, we're going, this is kind of more of an abstract thing, where I was listening, it was a, a psychiatrist saying that the possible, this is the only possible thing that might, and he says, you emphasize, might cure a, a narcissist is really heavy psychedelic intervention with therapy where they actually kind of get self uh, realization or self reflection of their behavior through powerful psychedelics and they may uh, it may give them some insight to change their behavior but it seems that the behavior could be is pretty ingrained
1: it's well, it's not a behavior, and a lot of people think that that narcissism can could be cured, or you can go to therapy, or there's some kind of treatment, or it's a mental illness. It's not. It's narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder. It's it's a personality disorder. It's not a sickness, an illness, a mental illness. It, there's there's no, no known treatment or cure for it. Um, you literally lack empathy for others.
0: It's like there's something in their brain okay. is missing their
1: brain is missing yes
0: wow yeah uh, so well, what's the difference then sorry it's just this kind of thing of someone who's an antisocial personality disorder who also lacks empathy to a narcissist or is that pretty much overlaps
1: that's where we can sort of
0: split hairs huh.
1: right it's narcissist psychopath sociopath and then you have a right. triad and how much of it is narc like you know what i mean like yeah getting into you're getting a bit farther down the road from abuse and narcissism like sociopathy and psychopathy it's an a- another level all
0: right yes yeah.
1: you know what i mean this is where you're yeah. getting into
0: like serial killer stuff
1: Psycho- yeah, like yeah like like psychopaths serial right. killers. people that do in Saying shit to other people, uh, even above and beyond, you know, your regular narcissistic abuse, you know, right. which is bad enough and life destroying, but you know, locking people up in the basement for ten years, like that's on a whole other. Yeah,
0: yeah they're monsters at that stage. Yeah. Or they're yeah. human monsters.
1: Yeah, I don't even think like human humans have a natural tendency towards empathy. Normal human beings and the. the the lack of it is what makes you abnormal. Is empathy on a spectrum? Maybe.
0: Popped in my head. It's like this new term that seems to be popping up in social media, where they call it a dark empath.
1: Yeah, that's that's to me silly. There's all kinds of people out there who are coming up with new terminology about things new. I'm using air quotes and rolling my eyes.
0: Right, right. <laughs> it,
1: you know what I mean? For yeah for the sake of most people it's just stick to the basics yeah you don't need to reinvent the wheel or you haven't invented some new thing for stick to the basic facts to me is along the same lines as um a lot of people who claim you know the narcissist is your twin flame for example and and a lot of women you know believe in astrology and and this twin flame and soulmate and this other stuff too which is fine but somebody who is abusing you is not your twin flame they're not your soulmate they are literally abusing you you do not have a soul tie or unfinished karmic business or whatever other bs is there you are in an abusive relationship and you need to extricate yourself from it
0: yeah, that. Then I think that's solid. Yeah, you're in a per, you're in a relationship where someone who used deception, used tricks, used some kind of tactic to wheel you in. Also, they can control, manipulate, isolate you, abuse you, play with your head, and you know make your life living hell. Exactly. And and there's, yeah, as he said, there's no fancy explanation. It's just abuse is abuse is abuse and 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 defy what abuse is, understand what abuse is, how it makes you feel, the impact on it, your health that it can have. It is long lasting. Like for myself, my thing was getting my health back under control. My health was out of control during this time. I got my health wow. under control. That helped me because I I swear I came close to having a heart attack. The emotional abuse can cause you such physical abilities that it's almost equally of getting beaten up. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know
1: what? You're not wrong. You probably did almost come close to having a heart attack. And a lot of, um, if someone has been in a relationship with a narcissist for a long period of time, they will end up with some type of autoimmune disorder. There is study after study after study, including Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, lupus, things like that. Your body, once you have taken on, once you live under chronic stress and living with an abuser is chronic stress every yes. single day, your body can only store so much stress yes. before it starts eating itself alive, basically. Either that or you're going to wind up with some type of an addiction with as a way to cope. And then what happens there is the narcissist says, you know, oh, shit, you're, she's an alcoholic or whatever. She can't she can't even look after the kids. She's great. Yeah. And then they take your kids away from you, too. And then you're left literally.
0: For sure. And that's something I definitely want to get into in future shows is enablers, the people like we, they, I heard the term flying monkeys. Yeah. In my case, I had those where it's like they almost create allies. And then, of course, when you do react, see, you're right, he is crazy. You know, push, poke you, poke you, poke you behind the scenes. And then when you react publicly because you had enough, oh, you are a nutcase. You are crazy. See, everything I said about him is right.
1: That's called reactive abuse. And we should definitely do, you know, something on that in the future. And what comes to mind is um, the most famous uh, circumstance of reactive abuse is, uh, you remember Lorena Bobbitt? yes yes reactive abuse she suffered um if you read about her story she suffered years of abuse from this guy he was ex-military i believe wasn't he
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: that's a bit of a red flag too uh for another day um but yeah she she finally it got it got so bad that she cut off his dick and threw it out the window of (laughs) the car oh
0: yeah, I think no. every guy knows that name. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, totally. But that I c I can't emphasize is you know enough is I they're the master at setting the stage, so it's like they, you know, make they can make you feel crazy and look crazy in front of people, and then so everyone can point the finger. And in some cases, people will start drinking, or maybe they had a past drug use, maybe they'll relapse. And see, she is a stupid drug addict. Yeah. See, I was, you know, alcoholic, or why this type of abuse is very dangerous because it's very subtle, it's insidious, and and it's not easy to spot, even when it, when you're going through it. Like when I was going through my stuff, I. You know yeah I, I was making excuses, oh, because you know that there was there was things that you could point to, you know mm-hmm.
1: yep. And I mean, you know, I, I feel bad for what you guys went through because you know I mean a brain injury it's not it's not the textbook way that that this sort of story comes about and you no. know, brain injury, a traumatic brain injury, as we know from football does change how your brain works and and when your brain is changed your personality is
0: also changed oh absolutely
1: right so having concussion injuries a stroke a brain aneurysm something like that I mean that that will you know even a car accident you know that that can change how your brain operates and and change your personality in a way that you know, you didn't.
0: No, not at all. Again, yeah, everyone's story slightly different and stuff yeah. like that, but it, it is crazy because in my case, it was like, it, I swear to God, it was like, it was like a di- i was living with a completely different person. It was to the point where I almost in every aspect didn't recognize a person anymore. Just, just you know, everything about her just changed her facial expressions, like her, her speech, her mannerism. And in a way, it was kind of like, it was kind of, it kind of creeped me out too. It was almost like, Back in the old days when they believed in like a, a a possession, yeah, or a possession, yeah, you know, and then the the rages were just off the charts She would go into like psychosis and over nothing too, like a can of or her can of coke got dumped out or something, you know, like just something would just set her off, like it just. But rage is like we're beyond anything I've ever experienced. So, so when you're not, when you're used to when you, and then when you're with someone that you haven't had an argument from the first five years of a relationship, and that that's all you're doing is arguing, you know, yeah, yeah highly stressful, right? It's hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel sorry for anyone that's in these type of relationships because I know that what it does to the person's well being and their everything. It, you know, does it what it does to a person? It it, it demoralizes a person because. There's nothing you can say right or do right. Anything yeah. can be twisted. Anything can be weaponized.
1: Absolutely. You're literally walking on eggshells all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that eggshell thing is is, is a real serious thing because it's like, okay, don't upset them. Don't upset yeah. them. And I never want to live like that now. Like, oh, that's yeah. horrible. You know, it if did. you can't speak her truth. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. You're not, you're not yourself at that point. You know, you're just constantly editing yourself or trying to be, you know, trying to achieve some level of, the goalpost is always moved, right? So yeah, you're always yeah. chasing something that you're not quite sure what it is even, you know, it's, it is, it's, it's a, it's a crazy way to live. And until sometimes it's, it's not until people get out that they realize how bad it actually was.
0: Yeah, for myself, it was the same thing. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask you on our next show, should we get into red flags and gaslighting? Because I think gaslighting is is a tactic that's used a lot in these abusive relationships.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can get into all kinds of things. I mean, there's no shortage of, unfortunately, of things to talk about when it comes to this type of abuse. And people know the, the better they're going to be able to recognize what's going on and to help themselves get out of it
0: for sure well i truly appreciate you coming on the vancouver true crime podcast and i i look forward to our shows in the future and i think it's going to help a lot of people like i said every woman i talked to on my platform had told me a story about an abusive partner and and all of them said oh my god it's like if, if any woman can recognize this and get out or man or whomever you're in a relationship with you know, abuse is not tied to one gender. It can be multiple, you know, it could be anybody. Anybody can be abusive, right?
1: Let Let me just qualify just a couple things because a, a lot of people take issue with, you know, oh, you know, you're always talking about men or whatever. Statistically, most narcissists are male. It's at a rate of at least four to one. Right. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that most domestic violence is perpetrated on women, children, yes. and other men by men. Yes, and this is globally. You know, when I say men, it quote unquote, not all men.
0: No, of course not.
1: It's a lot of men, and
0: yeah, a majority. Like the typical case you hear yep. about, it, it yep. you know, unfortunately, more men yep. are, are tend to be the abusive. Yeah. Uh, ones in, in a relationship. I did a short podcast about something different and it, this one is about uh, the the name of the podcast is those uh, predators who take appointments and it's about these, uh, there's been this whole rash of uh, massage therapists that have been abusing oh, their yeah. patients and majority of these were people in power, men who are abusing their, their patient and this won't yeah. get into it now but god this one person it's just like Thirty-six counts of of abuse, uh, sexual abuse to his patients as a massage therapist over a course of a decade. It's like wow, you know, wow, yeah. monstrous, yeah. right? My
1: God, you know what? Speaking of that, you posted something about John. De- what's
0: his name? Oh, had- the spiritual guy.
1: Oh my God! Oh my God, ladies, you have got to stop following male gurus like uh-huh. this. <laughs> that didn't- if we could do a, sh- a whole episode just on that, these sp- spiritual gurus,
0: oh, no. Much- yeah, there's, yeah, there's things that always seems to be the whole, you know, like the, you know, talking about like a uh, copy and paste, how to be yeah. start a spiritual movement, yeah. get a bunch of uh, followers, tell, tell them, start 100%. sleeping with all the wives. Yeah,
1: yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah 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 yeah, it is.
0: yeah for sure no i'm totally interested in cults and i do uh, i mentioned that kind of stuff too so yeah for sure that'd be interesting i'll do some more research on that guy and see what his whole deal was
1: um the one thing i read was uh it's mostly women in his groups and he sits there silently and just oh, at that in the eye oh creepy and to, right and that's supposed to trigger some kind of a spiritual awakening but oh my oh. god i I'm that screams run away.
0: Oh, totally. Or then that Nexium that I did, I did some deep dive. I've never made a podcast. I met a, I met a few, there's a few uh, actually women that follow me that who were part of the Nexium cult. And that's a whole nother crazy one. Yeah. It's just, yeah, these just go on and on and on. But again, you know, (laughs) again, not, not, not like, you know, trying to blame the victim or anything. But what is it with people, and maybe this is how we'll close the show then, what is it with people that are so longing for attention and love that they're willing to almost roll the dice to be in these abusive relationships?
1: And that's that's a tough subject, but my theory on that is if you don't have a good childhood, you don't have a healthy attachment with your parents, you grew up with domestic violence, with some type of chaos or, you know, in care or something like that, you're going to grow out, grow up without, a, you know, a healthy sense of yourself and your place in the world and your relationship with others. So you're going to look for that parental figure outside of yourself a lot of times, whether that's, you know, a yoga teacher or some other type of weird guru
0: or... Right
1: cult leader who who is going to rescue you from your shit life yeah. i'm a lot of the times it's that
0: missing something and and <laughs> these people know how to the the fill it. they exploit that void
1: that's right and these people know they are preying on you they know you are missing something even before they have even met you and that's how they are going to get you in the door
0: wow well that was a great conversation i look forward
1: yeah that was a great chat
0: Okay, i well, look forward I to more. so much
1: to cover, man. It,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real deep dive because it crosses so many nuances, relationships, yes. criminals, yep. you know, like yep. Paul Bernardo. Uh, Ted yep. Bundy was a narcissist because, you know, used charm and superficial charm. And uh I forgot
1: to mention that charm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to write this down. Charm is a red flag.